the Bible platform, a half-hour radio gospel ministry with the founder and general overseer of Christian Worship Center, Reverend Hansen Metal. Stay tuned and you'll be blessed. Glory be to the Lamb of God, who is and was and evermore shall be. Thank you for tuning into Bible Platform. We'll be doing a series on the church that Jesus Christ is building. The reason I'm going to tackle this topic without missing words is that there is so much distortion. There is so much confusion. Many are asking, how can I really identify the true church, the body of Christ, that I can associate myself with believers and be guaranteed that I'll be instructed in the things of God without being led astray because a lot of strange things are going on in our world today especially in this part of the world Africa now seen on social media a man of God what he calls himself bathing a woman I've seen people being asked to kiss the man of God and get their deliverance I mean women kissing a man of God to get their deliverance I mean deep kiss I mean lip to lip kiss I've seen pictures of men of God being carried shoulder high. And I've seen pictures of men of God, in quotes, literally pouring libation and doing this in the name of Jesus, claiming that the libation they are pouring is the blood of Jesus, breaking bottles. Weird things, confusing to the uninstructed. Is it our business, one may ask, to speak up and declare the truth? I beg to differ with those who think that when we take this position of proclaiming the truth as is declared in the word of God, we are judging others. In any case, if you read the book of First Corinthians chapter 5, it tells you that believers must judge believers. We must put scriptures in context. We cannot be quiet and diplomatic. It is non-biblical. If Jesus were diplomatic, he wouldn't have died the death he died. He died because of the things he said, not the things he did. I want to repeat that. Jesus Christ died because of the things he said, not the things he did. They were excited about the miracles. They were not happy that he declared himself the son of God, in other words, meaning his God. And that is what upset the Jews. When they brought him to Herod, what was the accusation? He claims to be a king. And that authority of kingship relates to the Messiah. Who comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, who is a representative of God and who is fully God. And that is what created the whole hula baloo about Jesus Christ. So if it's a matter of being diplomatic so that you save your skin, then Jesus made a mistake. And I have even heard preachers say John the Baptist lost his head because he was not diplomatic. Come on, give me a break. What happened to all the Matthias who died? When the apostles were told that they could not preach in the name of Jesus Christ, shared diplomacy in quotes should have instructed them to keep their mouth shut and not mention the name of Jesus Christ. They said, we cannot but preach the gospel and declare the name that you don't want to hear. So friends, we need to have a clear cut understanding of what we claim we have believed as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. There is no middle ground. Either you are on the side of the Lord 
and you are prepared for the pain and you are prepared for the persecution or you don't belong. You don't belong. This is what Jude wrote. Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith. Contend for it. To contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. The faith has not been entrusted to any peculiar people. No matter what title they carry. The faith has been entrusted to the saints. Everyone who sincerely believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. As your Lord and your personal Savior. You have possibility to contend for the faith. Not in, in, in a matter of physical fight. But make your voice heard. Stand up and be counted. Because this is not a cheap call. It costs Jesus his life. It cost the apostles their lives. Many have died for the cause of the gospel. We cannot run away from it in the name of diplomacy and being nice. If you're too nice, you cannot be a true servant of Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that. If you are too nice, you cannot be a true messenger of Jesus Christ. Because my Bible said, another name for Christ is the rock of offense. You don't mean to go out there and offend anybody. But somebody will be offended because somebody doesn't want to hear the truth. You get what I'm saying? Let me go to Paul writing to Timothy. Second Timothy. Now, my main theme moving forward, I'm speaking about the church. Or I will be speaking about the church that Jesus Christ is building. And I want to hit it so hard and clear that we are clear in our minds where we stand. Whether we belong to the body of Christ, which is called the church, or we are living in compromise, convenient Christianity, so that we don't offend anybody, we don't offend the world. All that we're interested in is what we get out of it, not what we give to it. Second Timothy. Second Timothy. So Paul writing to Timothy, reading from the verse one. He said, But mark this there will be terrible times in the last days. We're already there. People will be lovers of themselves. That is when we try to save ourselves at the expense of the gospel. Paul said, what was to me again, I now count everything as love for the sake of gaining Christ. So winning is the bottom line of the Christian life. To win souls. To become a conduit. A channel that God will use us to bring men and women to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Anything else is an anathema. Paul writing to Timothy said, let me begin again. 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. We are in bed with money so much so that people are prepared to do anything and everything to get money. Anything and everything to get money. And it's scary. Some of the things that people are being asked to do in church, church in quotes, in the name of Christ, just so they can get material wealth. But Paul, Paul, for soy, and he want Timothy. 
And if you have forgotten, I want to remind you that all scripture is written for our learning and for our instruction. I'll get there. So people will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boastful. Proud. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. Without love. Unforgiving. Slanderous. Without self-control. Brutal. No lovers of the good. Treacherous. Rash. Conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We love pleasure rather than lovers of God. Now verse 5. Having a form of godliness. Having a form of godliness. But denying his power. Have nothing to do with them. Well, if you want to invoke the don't judge clause, then Paul must be in trouble. Because Paul is saying here that when you see people who are diehard in taking this kind of stand, living this kind of lifestyle, Paul wrote to Timothy, and what did he say? He said, have nothing to do with them. Have nothing to do with them. He doesn't say hate them. He doesn't say ignore them. He said, have nothing to do with them. He's talking about commonality. You don't have anything in common with them. And it must be clear where you stand. It must be clear. If you cannot be identified, not by shouting yourself hoarse on top of a roof, but if you cannot be identified in real context of your conduct and words, that you believe in Jesus Christ as the only savior of the world and that you are prepared to take a stand even if it means losing your life for the gospel then i'm afraid you miss it paul writing to timothy second timothy chapter three now let me continue from the verse 10 he said you however know all about my teaching he's talking about my teaching not anybody else's teaching my teaching so what are we teaching People of God, leaders in the house of God, what are we teaching? What can we identify as my teaching? What the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is the Holy Spirit saying to me? What is the teaching? What is the doctrine? Not a dogma. What is the doctrine? You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. Child of God, you must have a way of life that is identical to the way of life that the Bible speaks about. He said, you however know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose. What's your purpose? If you are a leader in a church, what's your purpose? Is it about getting money, making money, milking the people? What is your purpose? What goal are you pursuing? What objective have you set before you? As a Christian, as a pastor, bishop, whatever title you choose to wear, what is the purpose? Paul said, my purpose was not hidden from Timothy. Otherwise, he would not be asking, you however know. He said, you however know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions. <laughs> I don't think that if Paul were the diplomatic Christian that we are preaching today, he would have gone through persecution. We, we want to save our skin and still save a soul. And sometimes it doesn't work. 
It's part of the package. You know about my persecutions. Sufferings. Sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra? The persecutions I endured. You see, I'm afraid, but um, (laughs) when we talk about the blessings of God, we try to remove this part of the package that there is no price to be paid and it's all about a good life that doesn't come with any, any persecutions. So somebody goes through some hard time or suffering, then there must be something wrong with his faith. Then there must be a witch behind it. There must be something that must be done for that person. That's not always the case. And in fact, that's not, most of the time, that is not the case. In most of these cases, I dare to bet that it is part of God's agenda to train and to make us strong and to, and to bring us to a place of productivity for the benefit of the kingdom and for the benefit of others. You are listening to the Bible platform with Revenants and Metal. Stay tuned. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Listen to me. Paul writing to Timothy. He said, I went through all this. Yet the Lord rescued me from them all. Now listen. 2 Timothy 3, 12. I like this one. In fact, which means, as a matter of fact, which means something that cannot be negotiated. Paul wrote, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. <laughs> everyone no matter what title or carry. If you want to live a godly life in Christ, get ready for persecution. People will not like you. People will hate you for it. Because people want to do what they want to do. People do not find serving God an easy option. Because Bible says the God of this world has blinded the minds and hearts of the unbeliever. That's where we were. And the light shone upon us. Now, that which we have received, we can't put it under a bed. It must be brought out for others to be attracted by the light. We can't dim the light. We can't lose the light so that we'll have comfort in the name of not trying to offend anybody. You got it wrong. Now, listen. In fact, Paul wrote, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Children of God, we have gotten there. Deception is the name of the game. Deception. Deception in the name of Christ. That is the name of the game that is being played right now. And Paul warned Timothy, it's going to happen. It's happening. 
anyone and everyone who want to run with the name of Christ for whatever motive jumping on board free ride deception people say what they do not mean and never mean what they say 14 now Paul is going to advise Timothy what to do in the context of all that he has said what's going to happen we as God's people upon whom the end of the ages have come have to open our eyes wide our ears wide and take into our spirit this wonderful counsel if we are to avoid being deceived by the wave of evil that is threatening to swallow us up Paul wrote but as for you and somebody under the sound of my voice a lot is happening but as for you continue in what you have learned unfortunately um many many of us believers haven't learned anything at all now go to any church including what we call our church any sunday almost everybody will want to be in church but when it comes to the, the teaching service on wednesday midweek teaching service you get only about a quarter of the people turning up the real reason the real reason is that we are not prepared to learn we are not prepared to study we are not prepared to be discipled we like the comfort of the singing of the choir and all that flamboyancy but when it comes to i am going to school school of the word it becomes a problem and that's why we are pliable that's why we are easy to deceive hello yeah that's why we are easy to deceive but that's not a church jesus christ is building we will get to that this is a long haul a long haul but as for you continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of so two things paul mentioned here first what you have learned second what you have become convinced what amazes me sometimes is that we have christian cults and interestingly enough almost all the christian cults specialize on teaching even though their doctrines may not be in line most of them had nothing to do with miracles or whatever they teach and once they teach the people sometimes like i said what is coming is over the bar but they teach and teaching is teaching faith comes by hearing so what you hear consistently like propaganda you will believe and so they believe and once they believe now listen to what paul said here but as for you continue what you have learned and have become convinced of so when they learn and once they are convinced that what they have been told is the gospel truth is impossible to take them out you know why christians move from church to church <laughs> where most or some do not even have a permanent place where they call home in terms of believing to a local church today they are here next sunday they are there next sunday they are another place and or one sunday they go to first service here second service there third service there and they are meanwhile the bible says we are trees planted in the house of god so imagine a tree just uprooting itself go i mean just whew. wow the reason is that number one we have not allowed ourselves to be taught or we have not been taught no fault of us and because we have not been taught we don't have conviction <laughs> there is nothing to convince us 
that this is it. Christ is the answer. I can trust him. He expects me to grow in him. He expects me to learn how to endure hardship. He expects me to be planted in his house, grow fruit that others can come and eat of that fruit. It's not all about myself. We don't have the conviction. But Paul writing to Timothy said, continue in what you have learned and what you have been convinced of. Because you know those from whom you learned it. Can I challenge every leader in the, in, the, in the body of Christ for us to do some introspection? Let's get some checkup list. Is somebody learning something from us? Are some people learning something? Not everybody will take it. But definitely, if you have the truth, it's like putting sugar somewhere, somewhere on the ground. Ants will come without you having to put up an advertisement. So, if we teach God's people, they will be grounded. They will have conviction. And it will be difficult to snatch them out of our hands. He said, you know those who learn it from. The people are confused about who we are. About what we stand for as leaders in the church. As saints of God. People are confused. They see our nice movement on Sunday morning. And then from Monday to Saturday, we are like them. No light. No direction. But Paul said, I'm asking you to continue in what you have learned and what you have convinced about because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I saw somebody pouring libation. I mean, and then at the end of the libation, he hit the bottle pouring libation. I don't know whether it was wine or but something. Pouring there and saying that it's the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said, um, when you do this, remember, Jesus said, pour libation with my blood. And when he finished, he hit the bottle on the ground, split it to pieces and cursed anybody who will go contrary to what he, my goodness sake. Come on. Come on, church. Wake up. Wake up. We are embarrassing the kingdom. We are embarrassing the kingdom. Compare it to other religions. See how orderly and how much reverence they have for what they are, they are doing. And compare it to what we are doing. Come on. Somebody needs to stir up this sleeping giant called the church. And I submit myself to that order. Not that I am perfect. <laughs> Who says he is perfect? I am pursuing perfection. That is God's order. And I'm following his order. And I'm calling the church to rise up and find the rightful place. Alright? So, Paul said, from infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise. So, if you don't know the Holy Scriptures, you cannot be wise in the things of salvation. And that's not God's fault. From verse 16, it says, all Scripture is God-breathed. And it's useful, the Bible, it's talking about the Bible, it's useful teaching for rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. Righteousness and living to please God does not fall from the sky. You learn it. Jesus Christ gave us righteousness. Now to appropriate it, there are lessons we must learn. We must learn how to walk in the light. How to live a life that pleases God. That to bring glory to God. 
We learn it. So the church that Jesus Christ is building should wake up from his slumber. And we are just laid the foundation for the next series of my teaching on the church that Jesus Christ is building. Many of us are building churches that are not in conformity to what Jesus Christ is building. That's not my business. My business is to let you see through the word of God the church that Jesus Christ says he is building. And going forward, that is what we are going to tackle. But for now, let me round up with what Paul told Timothy. And in verse 16, he said, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Why? Verse 17. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, so how many of us leaders in the church can claim that we are really being taught, studying the Bible, that we're subjecting ourselves to rebuke and training, correction in righteousness. Some of us don't even have people over our lives. Especially, I'm sorry, but for some of these young preachers coming up with ministry, you need to have somebody to look up to. Somebody who can correct you when you are wrong. Somebody who can put an impact. Somebody who is so interested in your success that he will not give you space to mess up. Beloved, this is the day the Lord has made. A sleeping giant must wake up. The church of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about denomination. I am not talking about a building. A building is a chapel. It's not a church. The church is the people who have been called out of the world through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, have been sanctified, made into a family of God, redeemed by the blood. God's own people chosen for a time like this. May the good Lord ignite fresh fire in your spirit. May you go in the power of the Holy Spirit, refusing to subject yourself to anything that does not glorify God. God bless you. Next week I come your way again and we take off with a teaching on the church that Jesus Christ is building. This is just the foundation. My name is Pastor Anson Mertel. I love you so much. Have a wonderful day and bye for now. Bye. have been listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. For prayers, counseling, and answers to your questions, contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in next Tuesday, same time. God bless you. Your grace.